Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale, and in this week's episode, I'm talking with Jimmy, owner and operator of Jimmy's A Pete's down in Milford, Connecticut. Uh, this is episode two of our series for restaurants across America. If you remember a few weeks back, we had a conversation with Austin from Carson Street Deli out in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That was episode one. And, you know, at that time I said, yeah, we're starting this series where I'm going to interview one owner uh, from a restaurant in every state across the country. And I wanted to do it for a few different reasons. A, I wanted to, to as, a, as a partial owner of a restaurant myself, I wanted to get insight and wisdom from other owners in different parts of the country to see what works for them, what doesn't work for them, to see how they do it and, and why they do what they do. And I also wanted to kind of create this, you know, kind of make the industry smaller across the country for owners. There's something about um, listening to another owner and, you know, how they do things and and the struggle and the sacrifice that it is to be a restaurant owner. Um, And I wanted somebody, I wanted a local owner to, to listen to the interview and say, you know, that's me too. And kind of feel like, you know, they had things in common. Like they weren't, they're not alone in the struggle. Because when you're, when you're in a restaurant, when you're an owner operator, and I've seen just a tiny glimpse of this, but you are kind of shut down to everything else in the world. You know, you're so incredibly busy. There's so much to accomplish and to do that even the tiniest little hiccups in the routine at the restaurant can, can cause massive ripples into waves in your day and into your week, that taking the time to listen or hear or find new things, um, hear new stories, whatever, anything outside of that that ecosphere of the ecosystem of the restaurant world of your restaurant, it, it just none of nothing else exists. And so, uh, my hope is that some of the owners that listen to this, and new owners, and new industry people, and chefs, and cooks, and whomever that's listening to this, you know, kind of listens to it and, and gets. Like I said, wisdom and knowledge and, and, and a sense of community. So um, I met Jimmy earlier this year when I went down to Connecticut with Nick from Toss and Fire, and we were filming a show, and, and we're going to be putting that episode out here in a few weeks. But um, Nick took me around to his hometown to try some of the pizza shops that he grew up working in and eating at, and, and Jimmy's a Pete's was one of them. And... Um, uh, the story goes that Nick, you know, when he was you know a kid and teenager, used to always get their buffalo chicken pizza, and and so that's what we got when we were down there. And I gotta say, you know, up until this point, my, my favorite buffalo chicken pizza ever is from Tarantella's in Nyack, and uh, well, you know, Jimmy might may have him beat. Um, but uh, anyway, so I'm excited to put this episode out. Um, I'm also really excited to announce that a pizza regional is joined the Eat Local New York card. Uh, it's a really big deal. You know, we've got 160, 150 some odd restaurants on the Eat Local card across the state. And it's really, um, we have just some wonderful legacy restaurants, especially here in Syracuse, um, that uh, accept the card. And that's always really encouraging when they say that they want to join up. Um, you know, I think of like the Kitty Hoynes and, and spots like that that are just awesome. Um, 
And so to have a, a restaurant like a pizza that's going to be joining the card, who's such a well-known, popular restaurant, it just really like kind of means a lot to me to know that there's an owner of such a significant place that they want to join the card. And so really thrilled to be having them join. Uh, it's going to go live starting uh, Tuesday, so tomorrow from when I'm recording this. And if you want to get an Eat Local card, just head to our website, eatlocalnewyork.com and uh, purchase your card for 25 bucks. And every time you go out to eat at a participating location, you spend $25 or more, you show your card, you get $5 off your bill. I'm excited to say that, you know, we have uh, Nicole from Coast to Coast that's going to be, she's designing our card right now. It's going to be out for sale this November. And we're working on doing some cool stuff, membership stuff for cardholders, different parties and events that are going to be new to this year. So stay tuned for that. Uh, before I get into this episode, I just want to give a big shout out to one of our really awesome sponsors, Pascal's Wines and Liquors in Fayetteville, Pascal's Liquors in Liverpool. Um, I messaged Nick last month and said, I'm doing some cocktail videos. Would you be a sponsor and help me out with the cost of some of this alcohol and <laughs> spirits and liquors? I mean, because it can, you know, it can get expensive when you're trying to make a ton of video content and you just need to keep getting bottles and bottles and bottles of booze. And so Nick said yes, and I'm really thrilled for it. Um, and so it's a huge help. It's great, great helping me put out a bunch of new content. And uh, I just can't say enough nice things about them and um, and them joining the, them uh, helping us out and joining the sponsorship and, and hooking us up with this stuff. So and I have to say, I've been a, a an avid customer of theirs uh, ever since I started talking to them. I, you know, I've spent a lot of money there, uh, a crazy amount, but I've spent a lot of money there buying stuff. And as I'm kind of getting into bourbons, um, you know, I couldn't ask for a better better spot to go get into bourbon at because they do so many um, uh, select barrels that they pick and and have bottles for uh, at their stores. And they have so many unique uh, and just unique bourbons and such an, a wide selection of really just everything, but especially bourbons. And they've got a great program in place um, that rewards customers who, who who you know purchase from them, where you can you know you're in the top running to get some of the really rare and hard to get bourbons that are released every year. So, anyways, I uh, just want to give that big shout out to Nick and the team over at Pascal's. Well. Without further ado, let's get into this week's conversation with Jimmy from Jimmy's A Pete's. All right, so uh, you own, well, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and the pizzeria that you own. Um, I own Jimmy's Pizza in uh, Milford, Connecticut. Uh, I started making pizzas in 1977 and uh, worked in a place in West Haven for 23 years, uh, got a divorce, and, and been on my own for 22 years now. So I'm, a, I'm, in, I'm in it for 45 years. Wow. So you've had, you've had your pizzeria for 22 years? Yeah. We started in Milford in uh, 2000. Okay, wow. Somebody up here, they were trying to figure out the local pizzerias and uh, the ones who have been doing it for that, like as many years as you have uh, or less. And they asked them how many pies that they've made. You don't, what, do you have a tally sheet next to the oven? You keep track. No, actually uh, I was told a long time ago, don't never count. It's bad luck. Oh, um, really? Someone, yeah. Someone did ask me 
uh, how many I've made. And I feel I am uh, in the in the two million range. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, and uh, I like to tell people that it's it's a very. I think I'm in a very exclusive club. I don't think. I'm, obviously, there's people out there that have made more than me. Obviously, but there's not a lot. And and I say putting it in in, in baseball terms, I, I I tell people I'm in the 500 home run club. As far as, you know, and uh, it, like I said, you do it for 45 years and, and I've never counted, but I tried to calculate the best I could. And I'm in, the, I'm, I'm, I'm in a 2 million range. Same. What's, uh, what's it like to be somebody who's been in this, in the pizza business for that many years? Very, very rewarding. Um, one thing, like I tell people and my wife knows better than anybody, I, I still love my job. I, I, I get, I go in, I leave the house seven days a week at seven in the morning. Um, I do prep work. I do cleaning, come home, we got to go to the banks and then I go into work and I got a full day and I, and I, I still love it. Mm. And I think, I think in any, any business, anything you do, I have guys that come in and I, I'll ask them how work is and they'll say, oh, work's terrible. And, and I've always said that I think that's the worst thing when you have to go to a job every single day and you don't like it. And I think that's horrible. It's, to me, it's no way to live. You know, Eat Local New York is what we're doing the podcast through. Um, that's kind of like a restaurant promotion slash marketing company. And uh, I've been on my own full time with it since this past September. Uh, and this past April... I became a partner in a fried chicken restaurant up here in Syracuse. And then in June, I became partner at a bar up here on like that's uh, located on a family farm. I, uh, I, I love doing the marketing and the eat local New York side of it, but I really love being in a kitchen or being behind a bar. It sucks. It's really, it's backbreaking work. It's tiring. It's, yeah. You know that better than anybody. But I absolutely love it for some reason, and I don't know what that is about people that love something that's that demanding. I, I've always had the philosophy that, especially as the years have gone on, I mean, when I first started, there wasn't a lot of places to eat. I'm not like there are now. I mean, they are just all over the place. But I've always had the philosophy that I, I, take, I don't take anything for granted. I appreciate that customers come into my restaurant and buy a product that I made where they could have gone anyplace else and spent their, their hard-earned money. And I think when you're in the restaurant business, you should never, never, ever lose that. Appreciate that customers are coming in because they could have gone someplace else. Mm. And, and I think, I think if, if you don't have that in the restaurant business, you're, you're, you're in the wrong business. Appreciate yeah. what you have and appreciate the customers coming in. Yeah, that's really good advice. Really good advice. Um, I met you, uh, Nick and I went down, you know, came down to, uh, New Haven and Milford and did that show. And, um, you know, I've never eaten so much pizza in my entire life that day. Well, you're, you're, you're in, you were in what I consider the pizza capital of the world when you get into the New Haven area. So you are. Yeah. And Nick was, you know, talking about, um, going to your spot for the best Buffalo chicken pizza that that's ever existed. Uh, <laughs> He's always, when he lived here, that's what he used to always get. And he's a great, great kid, too. How, did he did he used to work for you, or did he just come there and get pizza? No, he, used to, he worked at a, uh, a restaurant that I, that I know the owner, and he worked there. And he just started coming in, and uh, 
obviously I don't recollect the first time, but he, he'd come in once or twice a week. And uh, as soon as he called and he got the Buffalo pizza, I knew, I knew exactly who it was. <laughs> so that's, that's the way we became friendly and that's the way we knew each other. Yeah. So what's it like to own a pizzeria in a place that is like you said, the pizza capital of the world. I mean, new Haven in that area. The, the competition is, is fierce. Um, I'm lucky because I've been doing it so long. Uh, people know who I am. Um, I, we put out a great product, um, and I I get complimented all the time. Whenever whenever somebody compares me to the the pizzas in New Haven, the Peppies and the Sallies and the Modern, whenever I get compared to them, it it, it makes me feel really good that. You know, they've been around since the 30s and the 40s, and, and they're kind of around here in their institutions. I mean, some of the people that are going to watch this don't know who they are. So I would suggest you can just look that up. New Haven, New Haven Pizza, there's been plenty of books written on it. And uh, and to be compared to them is, is, is special. Yeah, for sure. Well, now, are, are you are you doing coal-fired in your pizzeria? No, I, I've always used gas. I use Baker Pride gas. We've used it forever. And uh, to me, it's an even bake. Um, coal is number one messy. And I, I think there's a lot of uneven areas in, in, in the oven. You have your cold spots, hot spots, where uh, what I find with, with, with gas, it's, it's, it's more of an even cook. Yeah. What do you, I mean, I know, I'm sure you don't have a whole hell of a lot of free time, right? Because you own a, a freaking restaurant. But uh, um, are there a lot of, is that kind of like a New Haven thing for a place? I mean, I know coal fired is, but. Is it a thing where do you see a lot of like new shops opening up in the area that are like just trying to replicate the old yeah. stuff? Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, there's, there's, there's quite a few in the area that really don't even call themselves a name. It just says New Haven style, huh. which I don't like. It, yeah. it, you know, I, I call it my style. Right. You know, and, and but they're just trying to feed off the New Haven name. So that's that's what they do. And um there's, I, you know, I've never tried any pizzas in the area. Whenever I go away, I'll, I'll try I'll ask locals, you know, with, with, most of them are horrific. But uh, especially, you know, when you get to different states that really don't know what pizza is. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I try different places. Sometimes when we go away, we'll go to Cleveland, we'll go to Chicago, stuff like that. And I'll try. And some of them are good, but some of them are just, wow. Yeah. And around here, you know, a lot of them don't last. You know, yeah. because, you know, because from where I am right now in 15 minutes, I could be in New Haven. So, you know, you have to have, a, I think, a special product. And, and I, I think uh, I think we do. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, that Buffalo, Nick was right. Nick was right about pretty much all of them uh, towards the end of that trip. I forget the, pl the last place he went to, but I, I just couldn't take another bite. And uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, some of the best pizzas, I hate to say it, the first New Haven style pizza that I had was in Chicago. There's a uh, brewery there called Peace uh, Brewery and Pizza, and the owner is from New Haven. Right. He flies all of his kitchen staff back to New Haven like every two or three years so they can go around and just kind of refresh themselves. Uh, but they do this clam and bacon pizza, and they, they're, weird, they're a little different. They give you a small bottle of Tabasco sauce and lemon wedges to squeeze on your slice, which is, you know, but, uh, but that was my first experience with New Haven style. And, um, but then going, going down there with Nick, it was just, it's a completely different world. Yeah. Well, that's a different world. Yeah. Different. So, yeah. 
Um, so do you have a, a favorite style of pizza outside of uh, your own? Uh, no, I, I just like, uh, I, I like more of the thin crust, which yeah. is, which is, you know, around here. That's, that's what people eat. I tried, I tried the deep dish in Chicago and I, I didn't, I didn't care for it. Yeah. It, it's, uh, to me, like I said, it's more like a meal than a pizza. Yeah. And so it was a little too, it was a little too much for me, yeah. but listen to each his own. Yeah. If, they, if you like it out there, good for you. Good for uh -huh. you. I did. A, I flew a buddy of mine here who owns a couple breweries is from Chicago and we flew into Chicago for the day, similar to what we did with Nick and ran around and tried uh, three different pizzerias there, three different styles. And yeah, it's a completely different thing. You have a slice and you want to take a nap. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember the place I didn't like, but uh, the place in Chicago I, I thought was pretty good was called Lou Malnati's. Yeah. And I think they're well known anyways in the area. Yeah. So that was, that was actually, they, they had a, a deep dish and they had a, like what I call, you know, New Haven style, uh, thin crust. And I thought that was pretty good. I didn't mind that one at all. Yeah. So what's a day in the life uh, look like for, for you? For me? Um, I usually leave the house around 7.15. Um, I do that seven days a week. Um, a lot of the stuff we make our own. So I go in and uh, I'll do eggplant. I'll do dough. Um, I do some cleaning. And then right after I leave, my brother comes in because we, we do our own chicken. Uh, we, we do our own meatballs for, the, for subs and for uh, pasta dishes and then uh, we actually do our own sausage for pizza so i we buy pork butts grind it up you know spice it so a lot of it a lot of it uh, everything's homemade that we do you know we use fresh mushrooms fresh peppers and i think for the most part uh, people appreciate it you know and they can tell you know uh, like we we bread or we do our own fried calamari we do our own buffalo shrimp you know, we, we, everything's made in house, everything's possible that we can. Yeah. And I think you can, it's, it's a lot, oh God, it's a lot of work. So I, I usually go to the restaurant about quarter after seven, I'll get home at nine. Uh, I got to do the money bags from the day before. Then I go to the bank and then try to get to the restaurant about quarter after 10. Wow. And then I'm there, you know, it's so funny because uh, someone said to me the other day, I never thought about it. At, at my age, you should be working less hours than your age. And I'm not. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> I never heard that before. And I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I'm, up, I'm probably around 70 hours. Wow. You know, but like I said, I, 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 I still love to do it. Yeah. Um, my body's starting to break down a little bit. So uh, hopefully soon i'll be able to slow down a little bit but um no matter what i'll be probably doing this until i die because yeah. I, I just want to slow down a little bit in a little less time i have grandkids now and so you yeah. know it, it's a great business but you you know you have to be there i'm i'm again kind of old school where if you own it you should be there yeah. you know i know i know a lot of places in the area not just pizza but a lot of places where the restaurant guys they're just never there and i'm like they own it but I, th I think people appreciate when you're there, when they walk in and they see me, mm. I think, I think people appreciate that I'm there and, and people drive by, Oh, I saw your car there at seven or seven fifteen, And I say, yeah, you, you guys just come in and pick your pies up and that's it. You don't, a lot of people don't get what goes before that, all the preparation. And if you're in the restaurant business, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. It's um, I, for years, you know, I've been doing this eat local for five, six years, uh, six years. And I've, you know, been working with owners and I thought I had some idea of what it was like. And I always knew it was rough. I mean, my parents have owned restaurants when I was 10 years old. I remember washing dishes at my dad's diner, um, you know, so doing stuff like that. But I've always had people tell me for the past like couple years, because I love cooking at home and I'd post pictures on you know, Facebook or whatever. And people would always say, oh, you've got to open a restaurant. It's in your blood. Da, 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 da. And I used to always tell them I couldn't think of something like the worst possible thing that would happen than to be a restaurant owner. Now here I am, you know, a year later and, you know, I'm partnering too. But uh, it's, yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, but it is incredible work. And it, the, like what you're talking about, it's really, it becomes your entire life. You know, it's every single day, every single hour. Yes. And, and you know, if, if it, I think if you do it right, that, that's unfortunately what you have. Yeah. You know, that's what you signed up for. And like I said, to me, uh, I want to be there. You know, if there's an issue, I'm going to be there. If I'm not there, then I, I can't handle the issue. So, um, but knock on and listen, all the pizzas that we make during the week, you know, we have, you know, very few complaints, but you know, some you could, you, I don't care who you are. You could be the best restaurant in the world. You're going to get a complaint, you know, it yeah. just happened. So you just deal with it and try to fix it. And uh, I, I, I don't like to go by the customer's always right. I think that's an old, old term uh you try to fix it but if the customer's wrong i try to do it in a subtle way of telling them you know i just won't come out and say you know some guys would probably just come out and say just leave you know i try not to do that i don't want to do that i try to fix it if i can't even if i think they're they're wrong so what's um what's what's the you know well what's something that is the one of the biggest struggles that you've got as a restaurant owner so right now heat um, it's, it, you know, it, because yeah. of back to where the kitchen is, uh, you know, and where the ovens are, you just can't put air conditioning. So the yeah. heat, as I get a little older, I'm struggling with the heat, um, workers, you know, obviously, you know, you hear horror stories. I've yeah. got some pretty good guys in the kitchen. Thank God. Um, like I said, my brother's there. I have family who helps. My wife comes in and helps. Um, I have my niece and nephew there. They help me. Um, and uh, price, I mean, my food costs is just skyrocketed, mm-hmm. you know, and I try, you know, I've gone up in price just one time in the past two years. And I know some restaurants have gone up multiple times. I, I try to be fair the best I can. I don't want to rip people off. And I know I know a lot of people are struggling. So I, I try, you know, I, I was going to go up again and I, I fought it. And I said, you know, some people are struggling. If I make a few less dollars, I'd rather give it to them mm. because I know a lot of people are struggling. So food costs, workers, you know, I, I, I think I think any interview you do, you're going to hear the same thing. Yeah. You know, and I go to we have a, what they call restaurant depot around here where I go shopping for for us. Me and my wife go and we fill up two carts and, you know, you know, and during this pandemic, you know, my two carts have gone up eight, $900. Wow. And, you know, that's money I've eaten. Yeah. You know, I went up one time to just to try to cost, but it's still going up. But, you know, I, I just, I don't like to hurt people. I, I try to be honest. I try to be fair. I, I think my prices, you know, knock on, we, we, we win best pizza in Milford all the time. 
And so I could get higher prices, you know, but I try to keep it normal. I want to feed people, yeah. you know, just like a, a credit card. I don't have a minimum. Mm. I got guys that come in for one slice of pizza, it's $2. And he said, do you take a card? I said, yes, because I don't want to de deny anybody lunch yeah. because they have no money. So, <laughs> you know, I've even had guys come in, get two slices and a soda, it's $5 and they got declined their card. And I'm like, you know, some just take it. You know, if you don't have $5 on your credit card, then you're struggling. So I, I said, $5 is not going to hurt me. So, you know, some just take it. I've done that plenty of times. <laughs> I feel bad for people, you know, struggling. I try to do the best I can to help people, you know, I, and I wish, I wish a lot of restaurant guys would think like that, but they, a lot of people just don't. Yeah. Money, money, money. It's, it's an evil thing. Sometimes it can yeah. really, really destroy people. You yeah. know? So I just try to be fair. <laughs> and I think people appreciate that. Yeah. That's uh that's great. That's really interesting to hear you talk about that. When we were opening up the, the chicken, the chicken restaurant, I was, trying to figure out pricing, you know, I don't come from that, that side of the industry and that knowledge of like, Hey, here's your margin. Here's what you should charge, all that kind of right. stuff. And, um, and so the way I did it is I just went through every chicken sandwich that was sold in our city uh, from every restaurant and saw what everybody was charging and just tried to be a little under the median price range. You know, that's actually, uh, I was going to tell you that that's what you do, you know, because when I was, when I first opened up in Milford, I went to all different pizza places and I got their menus and I just wanted to see the price range mm -hmm. and, and that, and I tried to stay within, and I think I'm pretty good now. I, I may be a little bit higher than most, but I think I'm in the, I'm in that range and that's where I'd like to stay. Yeah. Is it, um, is there a lot of like com uh, camaraderie around the area with other pizzeria owners or is it com really competitive? Really competitive? Um, the only time I see some is at Restaurant Depot when I go shopping. And I know a couple of them. I've never been in their places, but it, from shopping, passing by each other. So there's one or two that I will, I'll talk to. And listen, I, I have no bad things about anybody. I hope every restaurant that opens up does great. And even though they're, they're pizza restaurants, I, I always ask, business okay? How you doing? Doing okay? And, and I think they appreciate that, too. I don't, I, don't, I don't have ill will toward anybody, especially being in the pizza business this long. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want everybody to succeed. And, and during this pandemic, it's, it, you know, my wife will tell you, it's bothered me that some of these restaurants have closed and they're never going to open again. Yeah. And, and it's just, it, that it, 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 you know, being in it for so long, it's it's kind of sad to, to watch. You know, I'm sure, it, you know, again, you're going to get every guy that you interview, they're going to probably say the same thing during the pandemic. Some places just couldn't hold on. Yeah. You know, some of the places were struggling anyways. And then this, you know, where during the pandemic, we thrived. You yeah. know, we did great. But I, like I said, I think most pizza places did good. Uh, delis did good. Um, you know, we had to close the dining room and no one could come in. So we had the kids running, you know, people would come in and drive in the parking lot and the kids would run out, get their name, come back in, get the pizza. And, and the kids were doing great. The people were so generous. These 18, 19 year old kids were pumped at the end of the night with the money they were making. They were so happy. So we, we kind of thrived during it, yeah. you know? So, uh, and then we started letting people in a little bit and, uh, 
everybody was happy. You know, we I kept glass in the in the takeout area in front of us for a long time. As a matter of fact, we just took it down recently. Okay. And uh, yeah, customers come in joking, oh, you're not in prison anymore, and this and that, you know. But I we just like I told people, you know, if I got it or my brother got it, we we would close. Yeah. So we were really careful about it. And 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 you know, and I think people again appreciated that too, that we we, we were we were um they loved our system, you know sitting in the car, you know, a lot of people wanted no contact at all. So they'd call with their credit cards and then they'd open up their trunk and the kids would put the product in their trunk. So hmm. I think, I think a lot of people appreciated what we did and I think we did it right. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, a lot of places. I mean, you, you know, with how, with how awful everything was going on in the world, but a, there are a lot of restaurants that did well during the pandemic, especially in the early days. And, yeah, we like I said, we got we got lucky, and I, I think most pizza places yeah. uh, really really thrived on it because um, you know we I lost the dining room, but uh, you know my business is seventy percent takeout anyways, and dining was thirty percent, so we didn't lose, but uh, takeout picked up. Yeah, so we 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 were fine, you know. Thank God, you know we were blessed and we we were we were good, and I like I said, I think most pizza places were good. Yeah, that's great. So, um, you know, I know you're busy. You got a uh, uh, shop to open up, but a uh, couple more questions. So what's worked for you after all these years? If there's if there's if there is one or two or three things you could say, you know what, you know, these things have really worked. And uh, yeah, what would they be? Yeah, um, I, I think number one is hard work. I, I, I you know, like I said, I, you have to be there, you know, and, and uh, two, I think I think putting out a good product. Um, you know, don't skimp on anything. If something costs you a little bit more, get it because in the end, the, the customers will see that you didn't quite do what, you know, we're, we're good now. So my wife and I go out to dinner and we buy something and we, uh, they bought it in the store or, Oh, this is made here. Yeah. So I think, I think it, it, sometimes it costs you a little bit more, but don't, don't skimp on anything, you know, and be generous with, with your product. You know, we, again, we've been out, some of them are in what I call fancy schmancy places and you, you get, you get an appetizer and it's tiny. And I'm like, God, don't rip me off. I know you're paying for it. Don't that, rip me off. That is something that has completely changed in me since having these restaurants and going out to eat. I'm like, Oh God, I know what you're paying for this. Yes. So don't, don't, don't skip, be generous. And I think another, you know, be polite, yeah. you know, to, to people. And I think they appreciate that. You know, I, you know, I know when people walk out the door, they're saying, oh, they, they're, they're nice people. And I get a lot of, we have young kids working for us, but they all know what they're doing. And, and we've had so many people come in and say, oh my God, this is, this place is run the way it's supposed to be run. You know, I don't have to tell the girls anything. If I start running out of moots, they come and bring me a bucket of moots. If I, my tomatoes are low, they bring me tomatoes. I don't even have to ask them. And people see that customers have seen that and said, you, you guys, you're like a machine over here. And I think that's, that's good too. I think you have to, we didn't really talk about employees, but I, you know, this is another thing, you know, there's too many bosses out there that are just, Pain in the asses. Yeah. And I think you have to treat your employees good because if they you treat you, you treat them good, they're gonna treat you good. Yeah. You know, and and my kids like uh you know, I don't I don't charge for food. When mm. my, my my kids want to take a pizza home, take it home. You want to order wings, take order wings home. You want yeah. pasta dinner, bring it. I don't charge them. 
Mm. And one, one of the girls that works for me works for another place. And she goes, oh, we, we, they give us a 20% discount. And I'm like, and, and you could tell her attitude wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Where with, with us, you know, we give them, yeah. you know, take it home, you know. And the end of the night, I got the guys in the kitchen. We all have a couple beers at the end of the night. And they, and they, you know, they appreciate that. Yeah. So I think you have to, you have to treat your, you know, the thing is with, with employees, don't get too close. You don't, you know, you yeah. don't want them taking advantage of you. So you have to keep a little bit of a distance from them. But I think if you treat your, your employees, right, you're, you're going to, you're going to get feedback from customers saying, well, you guys are really good. Where if the guys, you know, like I said, in the beginning, you know, the worst thing you can do is go to a job that you don't like. And if your boss is an idiot, you don't like going. You know, most of the guys or girls are probably doing just for the money. You know, the tips and everything, they, they deal with it. But so try to be nice to your employees. Yeah. Uh, so um, my last question for you is, why do you do what you do? Huh? Why do you do what you do? Uh, again, I, I, I still love it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I've been doing it forever. Um, it's the only thing I've known. Uh, I, I got out of high school and started doing it. Um, I'm going to do it as, as long as I can. But like I said, my, my, uh, my body's starting to break down a little bit. Uh, my wrists are going, um, I have to tape up now before I go to work where that medical tape, uh, I'm just starting to break down a little bit, which I, I, and I always said, uh, I, I don't want to be 70 in a wheelchair. So, um, eventually sooner than I wanted to, I'm going to start slowing down, um, because I have to, my body's telling me. And like you said, uh, you know, I, I've been doing this forever and it, 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 my, my kids, I had three kids and I, I missed a lot of their stuff. My daughter was a dancer and my son played ball and I was always working. So now I got grandkids coming uh, that are here. So I'm, I'm going to start slowing down. Um, haven't really announced it yet to the city yet, but, uh, I'm, I'm going to start slowing down and, uh, eventually um the restaurant will be up for sale wow yeah because you know it's like anything else uh, you know again i'll go back to sports it's like a great sports player who wants to play longer but his body won't let him yeah and and that's unfortunately that's where i'm getting to and i and i always said uh my when when the time comes my body will let me know when the time comes and my body's starting to give me little hints now so um almost the end of an era but not quite i'm not there yet well, I'll make sure and get back down there uh, soon then for another Buffalo chicken pizza. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, thank you so much for taking time to do this. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate All it. Right. Thank you. All right, be good. All right, be good. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the Eat Local New York podcast. If you want to help us keep this going, then make sure you head over to our website, buy an Eat Local New York card, $25, and it saves you $5 every time you spend $25 or more at over 160 locally owned restaurants here in New York State. And I'm thrilled to say that a a pizza regional has officially joined the Eat Local New York card. And uh, here in downtown Syracuse, you can go save $5 whenever you go there and spend $25 or more. Make sure you're staying up to date with all things Eat Local New York and visit us online at eatlocalnewyork.com. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We're going to catch you back here next week on the Eat Local New York podcast.